0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan from Ethix Fitness, and you're listening to the Ethix Approach Podcast, where we cover all things vegan, fitness, and nutrition-related, and chat with inspiring and influential vegans who are out there leading by example. If you haven't already, it would really help if you subscribed to, liked, commented, and or shared any of the content I'm producing, including this podcast, free articles and training programs on EthixFitness.com, videos on YouTube, and more. I truly appreciate all you guys for the love and support. In this episode, I speak with Hannah Fertal, a plant-based bodybuilder based out of Cleveland, Ohio, who recently did her first bikini competition on a fully plant-based diet. Hannah and I discuss how this contest prep differed compared to previous preps in terms of diet in particular, her training, what got her into bodybuilding, her reasons for going vegan, her experience with transitioning diet and lifestyle habits, her time in art school, PEDs in bodybuilding, and so much more. Hannah provides a very interesting perspective on all of these subjects, and I found myself relating to a lot of her opinions and experiences. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and I really hope you find this episode as insightful and entertaining as I did. What's up, guys? This is the Ethics Approach podcast, and I'm Ryan from Ethics Fitness. Today, I'm here with Hannah Vertal. Um, and she's a vegan bodybuilder. She just did her first contest prep on a plant-based diet. So um, Hannah, thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to talk today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having (laughs) me. I've been excited about this for like a couple months now. I was like, oh, this would be such a cool thing to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So um, for a little context, I never did a bodybuilding competition or anything. I kind of just lift for fun just because I love it. Um, I have done a powerlifting competition, but you know, I'd love to hear your personal experience about the competition that you just did and everything and kind of switching to a plant-based diet. So we can get into that in a little bit. But, um, if you'd like to do a little introduction for anybody who doesn't know who you are, um, kind of like who you, you know, who you are, what you do, um, anything you want to talk about. So
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, basically I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I've lived here my whole life. Uh, yeah, I've been lifting for like, hmm, probably like four-ish, five years now. Um, and I really love it, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing competitions. Right. Um, let's see. I just graduated from college in the spring. So I had the whole kind of like my last half a semester was all coronavirus school. Oh, so yeah. that was fun. how that um, go? Everything online. Yeah. Um, I didn't, well, I was an art major. So I had like drawing classes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that were like all on Zoom and mm-hmm. drawing studios are like three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> it that, wasn't a good time. I really hated it. Um, cheated my way through my last semester. <laughs> I also I was went like, to art you school. know what, at this point, I just want to be done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally feel you. I also went to art school and, um, oh, you know, the whole benefit, uh, actually, what, what school did you go to in, in Cleveland? Now that I'm
1: uh, Kent curious? State. What's it called? Kent State, if you've heard Kent of State. the the Kent State Gun Girl.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. But um. yeah, OK, I, I thought I heard of like a there is a few schools I was looking at for art school back when I, I went. I graduated four years ago now. But um, yeah, I went to School of Visual Arts in New York City. And um, yeah, the, we had some art class. I didn't go for art specifically. I went for film, but um, we had some art classes the first semester and uh, they, were, they were like yeah. six hours long. So I yeah I mean I feel like doing that online would be draining
1: yeah it wasn't <laughs> fun That's really like it was nice because our professor made it like a little bit flexible where we didn't have to stay on the full time length
2: right. and
1: she, the other half of it like we went off and like she was like okay go draw on your own now like yeah. and obviously she had nothing to hold us to that so I would be like okay peace out <laughs> and I just wouldn't do anything and I work yeah. really quickly with all my stuff anyway So really, my whole last semester, I would just wait until like the last week before like a giant project was due. And I would just do it within like that week time and I would just do nothing else. So I did the absolute bare minimum, which makes me sound like a lazy piece of shit. But I was just over school at that point, especially with it being online.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally feel you on that. I mean, uh, I'm all about pushing things off to the last second, (laughs) even though it's not good
1: yeah but it's like so funny too because I actually didn't even go into like a career in art I'm a social worker actually now so
0: how did you get how did you transition from that
1: um I had I minored in psychology so oh. I originally wanted to do like art therapy but then I had mm. an internship last summer with the organization that I currently work for which mm. is a nonprofit profit um, community mental health and family services organization um and I shadowed a therapist through them and that kind of made me realize. Um, that I wanted to do more like the trauma therapy and like social work route of things Mm -hmm. rather than like the art side of things just because it's more interesting and I feel like I'm personally get more out of it like helping people wise so yeah Yeah. I had already interned for them and I got offered a job from them in the spring of this year so I was like yeah I'll come back and work for you like pretty easy (laughs) at least I have a job set up after graduation so I'm happy with that
0: (laughs) so you've been with them ever since pretty much
1: uh, yeah so I was supposed to start with them in June as a new hire but that ended up getting pushed back till October because of COVID stuff and everything right. was telehealth and they uh-huh. were trying to like figure it out with all their current employees and like how it was gonna work with like therapy and all that before they wanted to bring in new employees so I actually just started I've been working there for a little bit over a month now
0: oh cool okay yeah. um how was it uh being into like how did you get into fitness and how was it being into fitness at art school
2: specifically
1: it's (laughs) I always say it's super funny because like I I get along with basically everyone but like I have one of those personalities where I always tell my boyfriend like I was not weird enough to fit in with the art people but I wasn't normal enough to fit in with the general population of the school so uh it was kind of weird and like fitness like well okay backstory. I went to a Christian college for two years first, mm-hmm. um, and that was out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, um, yeah.
2: I
0: grew up in uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It's oh, like, no
1: way. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I, I know exactly where that is. I have friends that live in Allentown. but Oh um, Wow, that
0: is, it's just small worlds and It's crazy. I know.
1: Allentown and oh, Doylestown, that's where they live. I
0: Yeah, my parents live right near Doylestown.
1: Oh, yeah, like, cool. I've been there before.
0: Yeah, it's, that's insane. It's just,
2: yeah. It's I meet so many
0: people who just randomly know, like, Pennsylvania. and I mean, I, I, it's not far from New York, but they randomly know exactly where I grew up, and I'm just, I don't understand how it's
2: possible. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, I actually worked at my um, serving job over the summer with a girl that lives, like, 10 minutes away from one of my friends that lives in, like, Wilkes-Barre, so oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so funny. I'm actually going to lift with her later today, which is super funny, too. Yeah, James, are, um,
0: are, you, are you going there on Pennsylvania? Am I what? Are you going to go to a gym in
1: Pennsylvania? No, we're just going to the west side of Cleveland. She lives here oh, now.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, right. Okay. I guess you're, yeah. you're not really super far, but um, I mean, it's still like eight hours or so from Pennsylvania.
1: It wasn't close. That's okay, for right. sure. Right. Like from yeah. when I had to drive to Harrisburg for school, it was a good five and a half hours.
0: You drove that far? Mm-hmm that's insane that's a far drive
1: yeah my freshman year I didn't have a car on campus so like my parents would drop me off and then pick me back up and take me home okay but um I I like driving that far honestly so it wasn't really a problem I would just take my two bangs with me and just chug those (laughs) and be wired the entire time it was fun uh,
0: would you drink those in class or anything And people be like yo this girl's fucking
1: cracked out I mean my my like go-to mixer for like alcohol is bang and vodka (laughs) are you trying to have a heart attack <laughs> yeah
0: it's like red bull and vodka which is a socially acceptable drink right
1: exactly i'm like just because it has creatine in it it's different like
0: yeah no? it's it's so funny because um yeah i also grew up i, I mean obviously I, I went through school i've been lifting for like oh, going on 12 years now so i went okay. to art school um being like the only person who was in the fitness and they they thought it was insane because they were like oh this guy's actually got a little bit of muscle so they'd call me like smoking and shit <laughs> and, um, I thought it was hilarious and I felt great because, uh, I had like a little bit of muscle and I was like, wow, people actually think I'm muscular and I, they think I, I look like a lift here. So this is cool.
1: Right. But, exactly. Cause most people that are like in the art community don't really do like any sort of physical, like, activity oh yeah, thing. they're super like, skinny or yeah. overweight or something. Right. Exactly. And cause like, they just, that's just not their thing. Like at most they'll do like yoga or rock climbing or something like that, like yeah. edgy stuff. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, that's super funny you said that actually because my um for the Arnold in the spring I actually had to miss one of my drawing classes and my drawing pes- professor was actually super interested in all like the bodybuilding stuff that I did. Oh wow. And she actually had me in the fall of last year, she had me do one of the um she had me be the mo- live model for like one of the drawing classes we did with like figure drawing, which was super cool and she was like, "Oh, like you have a good like build for this." She was like, "Can you do this for one of the classes?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And it was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But um Anywho, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I went to Christian College for two years. Absolutely hated it. Had no friends. Um, And that was why I got into lifting there because I played um, softball, soccer, basketball, basically every sport they offered except for volleyball in high school. So I did a lot. Um, and then I went from everything to nothing within my first year of college.
2: Uh Yeah. So
1: I was just like a lump basically. And I just (laughs) didn't like the way I looked and I just didn't feel good. And all I really did was like drink and like eat chicken wings and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I was skinny, but I just didn't look good and I didn't like it. And then that's when like the Instagram, like swipe videos started getting big with like all the lifting community on there. And I followed like. I think I followed college clean eating. She was the first person I really like followed that like did lifting stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I started like kind of learn from her and like watching her videos. But yeah, I just started going to the gym there because other than that I had nothing to do. Right. Yeah. And like, you know where it is. It's in the middle of nowhere. So, Mm -hmm. and aside from that, it's a Christian college. It's a dry campus. Like there's nothing fun to do there. It's a very small school.
2: Yeah. Um, But you said you were still drinking there.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) People like I have like, to this day, like, my freshman year roommate will, like, tell me, like, she's, like, people, like, even though I transferred out after my sophomore year, she's, like, people here still talk about you, like, you go here, and I'm, like,
0: wow, you left a legacy,
1: not a good one, apparently, (laughs) oh, really, (laughs) yeah, like, remember how I said I had no friends, people, literally, just because, like, think of the clickiest, most judgmental, small high school you can think of, and, Uh like, the typical like mean girl population that was what it was but on a slightly larger scale like wow. people were just mean and it wasn't fun <laughs> and because so, and I it was a dry
0: campus and no one drank and it was a Christian
1: school some people did like oh most, they did still okay. yeah like some of us did like my freshman year like group that I hung out with like <laughs> sorry my boyfriend's over there but um my freshman year group that I hung out with like some of us like did um, but like, and I was like, open about it. I didn't really care if like people knew, like just right. most people didn't talk about it cause they were afraid of getting in trouble. But I was honestly just like, whatever, like it doesn't yeah. really matter. So I would talk about it and like people like literally thought I was like this huge, like crack whore. And I was <laughs> like, what? I was like, literally like people, like the girl I was supposed to live with. If I would stayed there my junior year, I was friends with her boyfriend and he was like, yeah. Jordan's a little nervous about living with you. Like she's heard (laughs) like you're into some wild shit. And I was like, like what? And he was like, oh, (laughs) you know, like drugs and stuff. And I was like, no, like, no. (laughs) I was like, all I do is have a couple drinks every now and then, like. Yeah,
0: yeah. What?
1: (laughs) That's (laughs) uh, that's hilarious. I
0: find that really funny because going to art school, um, I totally understand how most people, at least in my art school, did not party at all. But there was a select group where they all knew each other, where they all fucking partied hard. And I got in on that group because <laughs> first of all, I was I knew a lot of people because I actually became an RA, which was the weirdest thing ever. Uh, I oh, don't even know hard. how that happened. Right. <laughs> but um, I used to drink all the time in the dorm. Like I used to get, me and my friends would just get fucked up in there and go out and just meet up with all the people at the school and party. And I feel like everybody else would just look at us and be like, these people are just degenerates, man. And we'd like, yeah, we'd had a great time, but uh, I feel like we probably left a, a little legacy behind too. People like, saw <laughs> we were nuts, so I can I can relate.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like so weird. I'm like, are your lives that boring that you like don't have anything else to talk about? Even after I've like been removed like three years now, I'm like, yeah, like even last year, one of my friends because they have like obviously dry campus, lots of rules, like yeah. separate boys and girls floors, all that stuff, um, visitation hours, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, of course. but um they have a Facebook page that's just like run anonymously by someone and it's their uncensored like anonymous confessions page and people were still talking about me on there like even this like last spring and I was like
2: that's bizarre
1: geez. I was like this is weird I was like why is your life this like sad so you,
0: and that was you graduated three years ago was did you say or two
1: no I graduated this year but oh I, this year I transferred from there almost three years ago.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's been, yeah, what the hell? I feel like, uh, I mean, maybe they could get, and you also only went there for a year, you said, right? I went there for my first two years. You'd really think they'd have something to talk about by now. It wasn't, I don't know. I
1: don't know. Like um, I have my Instagram business, like settings on so I can see like how many saves and like sends I get. And like, for a while, anytime I would post like anything after I transferred, I would get like six or seven sends, and I'm like, "Who's sending my stuff? Like, I know they're talking shit, but like, who is it? I just want to know. Like, I don't really care, but I just want to know."
0: <laughs> yeah, well, what's that saying? It's like, uh you know, you're—I don't know. It's like you know, you're doing something right if you have a lot of people eating on you or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm
0: like that's okay. hilarious.
1: I'm like, I'm happier than I've ever been, so that's okay. Yeah.
0: That's good. So you um you got into lifting like while you were going there because you switched over from from sports from high school and such?
1: Yeah, yeah. I kind of like took a year off and didn't really do anything like activity wise at all. Mm -hmm. Um and like I said, like the lifting population and like just lifting in general was getting super popular at that time. Mm -hmm. Um so and I was going to Florida, so October of twenty seventeen, I started to lift. Uh Um 2017 was that yeah 2017 because i wanted okay. to like you know lose a couple pounds for florida and like just look better overall and then mm-hmm. after that like it just stuck and i really didn't have anything else to do so i would just go to the gym every single day and yeah. for a while i just really only trained lower body because i was under the impression like oh you're gonna get manly if you lift your top half of your body blah blah, blah. Yeah. all that stupid shit that everyone is always saying so yeah legs for a while um but it was fun. I liked it. I liked feeling like I was doing something with myself right. instead yeah, of just so being, like, a lump.
0: <laughs> yeah, from someone who was doing a lot of sports in high school, it makes sense. You'd find you'd want to find some sort of something else you could do without a team or
1: anything. Right, exactly. And, like, I wanted – I like to eat a lot. So, like, when you want to yeah. eat, you, you got to do something to, like, burn it off. So <laughs> I like soup a lot. So <laughs> yeah. I had to, like, make up for that somehow. <laughs>
0: Right, that's what my girlfriend does. She pretty much like likes to lift because she likes to eat, and I'm, she wants to stay thin. Obviously, so I think mm-hmm. that's fucking awesome. It's like, well, if you want to eat more, I mean, you could just exercise more. There you go. You don't have to be like super, super fit, but as long as you're getting the activity in, that's ju- that justifies it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And serotonin. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's good for you either way. Yeah. So, so what what kind of drew you over to um, more of like the, com- the competing and like. Uh, You just did a bikini competition, right?
1: Yes, I've done, I've competed in bikini twice now, but I'm going to take like at least a year off now, just because I want to move up to figure just because I'm sick of being like skinny with a little bit of muscle and I would like to grow like a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I am taking a year off, just trying to get as strong as possible and just be fucking jacked. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we'll see how that
0: goes. For anyone who doesn't know, can you describe the difference?
1: between the uh, two yeah. divisions so bikini okay this is why bikini has become so popularized in the bodybuilding world is because almost anyone that like has been lifting for a couple years and has like the dedication can do it mm-hmm. it's a really big like um money sport so like if you're going to do a competition set aside at least two thousand dollars that you're going to spend for the competition yeah so basically bikini a lot of people do it because it's super super lean all about symmetry um and the x shape so which is why like when like girls like hit the pose like you want to have like your shoulders like straight facing forward but you want your hips tilted to the side so like it has that x shape going down from like Mm -hmm. shoulder to hip and like shoulder to thigh okay so um yeah bikini is just like lean but muscular rounded no striations, like super, super lean is basically what they look for, mm-hmm. Um, like ribs and like veins on your stomach and mm-hmm. shit like that.
0: But they don't want you to look jacked, I guess. They want you to mm-hmm. just look lean and fit.
1: Yeah, they want you okay. to look in shape, I guess, Yeah, which is why a lot of people do it, because it's easy to do when you're skinny and have a little bit of muscle. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so I like more of a challenge than that, as if mm-hmm. I act like prep isn't hard enough. But um, that's why I want to move up is because in figure you're a lot more built in your quads and your glutes and your hamstrings and you have a super, super tight shredded core Mm -hmm. and a really big upper body and back. And my back has always been something that I have been able to grow super easily and it's also always been super developed to begin with. Yeah, so that's why I want to move up to figure because I want, they don't focus at all on your back in bikini. It's Uh really only your glute ham tie-in, a core that's conditioned and lean and your shoulders is what they're look at. So and then figures more balanced all around and flaring out your lats and like all that shit. So yeah, (laughs) I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's just more muscular.
0: Yeah, that makes sense for sure.
1: Like if you want to place and figure, you have to be pretty developed. And it's like whereas like bikini, you could be training for like two years and go into it figure you would have to train for at least five to six to be able to go into it and do well
0: right how did your um so how did your training differ from how you first started versus uh when you're kind of getting into the competition and like knowing you wanted to get more serious
1: um well right now um like obviously the last couple of days i haven't been tracking at all because it's thanksgiving and i wanted to eat yeah of course but um i mean i pretty much track pretty closely for the most part even mm-hmm. in like off season um in quarantine it was weird because obviously it's quarantine and I came out of that <laughs> 35 pounds heavier than I started because I was at stage weight beforehand which is the lowest weight I've ever been in my life
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um I just basically said fuck it I want to eat I haven't been able to eat since December so right. I did quarantine didn't really track at all but um I knew coming out of quarantine in May or end of May early June that I would have to start prep for the show in like late July, early July, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. So I started like tracking again, like got my macros back on track. Um, And I just am a little tighter with everything. Like in quarantine, I was like drinking every night and like doing whatever I wanted basically. And when I know I need to start like getting my shit back together for prep, I Mm -hmm. cut down on drinking. I drink like only like once a week. On the weekends really and i keep it to like mostly wine
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and then i just kind of like stay away from like super super like big like binges or like eating a ton of like pizza in one sitting or like yeah. just eating a whole box of mac and cheese on the weekends or like yeah. as a drunk snack um yeah i just basically get more controlled with what i'm eating and pay attention more and i okay. make sure to like i don't uh i don't want to say i slack off when it's off season But Mm -hmm. like, it's not as serious. Where if like you just can't make it to the gym one day, like that's okay. Like I try to like, what
0: a little more lenient.
1: Yeah, right. And when I'm like getting closer to like starting a prep, I'm like, okay, now I need to like really dial in. I'm like, I can't really do that as much, Mm -hmm. so I'm like in the gym at least six times a week. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you have more
0: you have more leeway when you're trying when you're not focused on getting super lean because you can get away with more calories, obviously. And if if you know if you have like if you eat a bigger meal one day, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Whereas if you're super lean and then you have you have like one bad day, you can tell the next day because you're holding way more, you know, water and stuff. And, I mean, it kind of wrecks you.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It fucks with your brain so much, like, which is my biggest issue with competing and something like yeah. I'm talking about, like, in a couple of my Instagram posts before, like, just like the pressure of the bodybuilding industry to stay lean, like, year round. Yeah, that's a great
0: topic. You should talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like people, my biggest issue with it, like my boyfriend always complains that bodybuilding is one of the biggest gatekeeping sports, because it really is. Uh Like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you don't have the money, and if you don't have the resources to do it, then you're not gonna do well.
2: Yeah. So
0: um, what do you mean? What do you mean by gatekeeping? Exactly.
1: Like, people will say, like, oh, I stay this lean year-round because mm. I'm dedicated. Like, yeah. I'm more dedicated than you, and that's why I do this. Yeah. When it's like, no. Like, no. <laughs> that's not how it is at all. Like,
0: The thing about bodybuilding is that genetics come into play so much and also drug use. And obviously, like, I don't know if you have the same views as me. Like, I I totally am fine with anyone using drugs. I mean, doesn't matter to me at all. I would even consider it using drugs trt or something in the future right but i think a lot of people lie about it and that's the you know that's the part that can really be um deceptive because people who aren't taking certain performance enhancing drugs drugs versus people who are it's a totally different game you know you can't maybe stay eight percent body fat if you're a guy or what like uh 16 body fat if you're a girl or something right it's, it's like really hard
1: Right, exactly. And like I like there's nothing wrong with peds, like use them whatever, like especially in talk I've been talking to like a couple figure pros just as I'm like trying to switch over to yeah. figure just to like ask them questions and see like what all it takes to be successful with it. And um one of them was like you have to ask yourself, uh her name's Ashley Howells, I think. But um she was like you have to ask yourself, like, do you want to eventually use peeds? Like, do you want to yeah. go pro status? Because everyone that is a pro and that largely built of a physique uses some Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So I was like, I mean, I would prefer to not, but like if it gets to the point where it's doable that I could go pro, like then yeah, like I'll do it like obviously in a safe way, but like Mm. in order to be successful and stuff like that, you do like women's physique where they're like super, super jacked, like all of them are on something, all of them cycle. But when you're a pro, you get paid to do it, and you do it year-round. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than when you're just an amateur and you're doing it for fun.
0: Yeah, But like, that's, that's a really good point.
1: Uh-huh. And, like, clen and Anivar are, like, the two biggest ones in, like, mm-hmm. women's bodybuilding, just because they don't really fuck you up too bad if you take a lot of it. Yeah. Like, it's not going to make you, like, grow facial hair, and, like, your voice gets super deep with those. Like, uh-huh. Anivar really just helps you. They use it for cancer patients to help them rebuild muscle after chemo. Mm-hmm. So it basically just helps you build lean muscle quicker and yeah. that does give people a little bit leg up as opposed to others and then cleanse just makes you cut down more mm-hmm. and um it makes you like super super veiny and like you can see the difference and people that do and don't use it yeah. like you can see like they're like constantly popping out even when they're not pumped yeah. and like stuff like that but uh
0: yeah do you, do you talk to any? do you talk to anybody like you know personally that kind of tells you what they do if if like they're good com- competitors maybe
1: um not really I follow I try to follow see that's another issue I have with the bodybuilding industry that it's always like these huge long Instagram posts where it's like why did I do this and it's like big like drawn out paragraphs with like all <laughs> the spaces and yeah I like, know I know you got to ask yourself, like, why are you doing this? You can't do it for anyone else. Like, I hate that shit I fuck, so much. I hate it, too. It's the worst. It's, like, so, like, ugh. It just makes me so uncomfortable. It's just, like, why are you putting on this front of being this, like, yeah, little, like, fairy person? Like, I can do it. You can do it. Like, obviously, like, they can do it. But, like, I like, the motivation posts. Yeah, they're the I worst. I, I'm so
0: shit. glad you brought that up, too, because they – it's, like – I'm sure you feel the same way. I feel like we're very much on the same page about this, where yes. <laughs> it's not like it's it's the most hardcore thing in the world. It really isn't even, you just have to be um, committed and uh, you have to do it for a long time and, you know, like track foods and stuff, be diligent about everything. But it's not the most extreme thing in the world. It's really not.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And like, obviously everyone has their own shit in life and like prep is harder for one person versus another. And like, right. for me, especially, like I just struggle with like the last few weeks of it um especially this last time around mm-hmm. but um like some people like to be that restricted all the time and some people don't and personally I don't like mm-hmm. I enjoy doing prep but I don't like the way it makes me feel and like it quite like Joe my boyfriend like as soon as I was like three days off of my show after it like I was like wow my personality was like gone for like yeah. two months yeah. I was like I feel like a new person now and he was like yeah like your personality was absolutely gone and I was like constantly snapping at him and like yeah. just like irritable and like people at work like I worked in downtown Cleveland and there's like a lot of homeless people so like obviously as mm-hmm. a like, girl you get cat called a lot and like <laughs> I was ready to like fight people <laughs> <laughs> I was that's like, cool. let me, let me take my earrings off real quick. Like <laughs> let's fucking go. I was about to throw down with like homeless people. It was about really bad. I was just so argumentative for like the last month and I just didn't like the way I felt.
0: That's another but, great, that's a really, I'm really glad you brought that up too. I feel like you're touching on really great stuff because for anyone who hasn't dieted really hard, um, you feel like a different person and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like for me, the first time I dieted, I didn't really know what I was doing. I've noticed that it gets better and better. The more you do it. But the first time I did it, like there's different strategies on how you can do it. But the first time I really crash dieted, and um you it's insane how food focused you become. You become like a different person. I remember after I finished dieting, I first mm-hmm. of all I stopped dieting because it becomes so you just really you almost break at a certain point. So I kind of just broke. <laughs> and then I would find myself just going to the grocery stores just to look at cereal and stuff. Like I became obsessed with carbs. Like the most
1: well, you force yourself into an eating disorder is what it is yeah
0: and it really changes
1: yeah it's really bad and that's like another thing i don't like about it like Mm -hmm. i like cutting down and i like seeing the physical changes and mentally i'm like wow i like the way i look but at the same time like i think i talked about it like when i posted on instagram a couple weeks ago like my relationship with food right now is like fucked like i came out of prep and i just didn't reverse diet and like i'm immediately like gaining weight back yeah excuse me just because like I've been so restricted for so long and I've Mm -hmm. been so focused on it like you said that like that's all I want now and it's all I can think about yeah and like for a while I was having trouble with like binge eating and like that was such a big problem and I would like just feel like absolute shit about myself whenever I did it because it was happening so often because it was all I could think about yeah and I was like Jesus Christ I was like I need to get my shit back together and it's like talk, how
0: it. you really you can't describe it to somebody else until they actually experience it
1: you can't like and i did a bunch of research into it with like paul ravella's videos like he's yeah. talked about like binge eating before and like stuff mm-hmm. like that and like listening to him talk about it helped a lot because um actually 45 percent they did a study of bodybuilders in 2010 and they saw that 45% of the bodybuilding community had either a binge eating disorder or some sort of eating disorder, Yeah, which is a fuck ton of people. So yeah. it's like definitely not something that's like that rare. And like, I thought, I was like, oh my God, I was like, I have no self-control. Whereas all mm-hmm. these other people are like lean constantly and all this shit. I was like, why can they do it? But I can't. Yeah. And so watching like his videos helped a lot in like my brain to help me like realize like, okay, like everything in moderation, like, don't worry like it happens sometimes like you're gonna get out of it just like you have to like just say no that one time and then you just gotta keep saying no afterwards and like yeah. I fixed it now like on my own which I'm happy about but at the same time I'm like goddamn, I need right. to not let that happen again next time
0: yeah I've heard um I've heard So instead of, I guess I've heard the term recovery diet used a lot for Mm -hmm. kind of instead of a reverse diet, you kind of just bring your calories right back up to maintenance and just let your body recover, like let your hormones regulate. Mm -hmm. And that seems like it really just fixes the issue, but it, it takes time. That's the thing.
1: Right. That's basically kind of what I did. Cause like you come off a show and a lot of people are like, like I see a lot of other competitors. They're like, I'm still starving. Like three weeks after prep. Like if they're yeah. at a thousand calories on show day, yeah. like three weeks later, they're still at like 1200 calories a day, which is
0: right. Crazy. And they're trying to reverse diet like too slowly.
1: Um, right exactly because they're so afraid of gaining fat back yeah. But like at this point i have a different goal too so like and i want to build and like yeah. muscle develops better when you have a little bit more fat
0: so yeah and when your hormones are you know normal like your body is functioning normally you have to let yourself get back to that point
1: right exactly and like just seeing how like angry my body was at me like coming out yeah. of prep like my skin was so bad. Like I, I don't really have acne ever, but like this whole like reverse out of prep, like my mm. skin has been so bad. Like both of my shoulders were like broken out, covered Oh wow! for like three weeks. And it was awful. And I hated it. And I was like, I'm not wearing a fucking tank top to the gym. Like it was that yeah. bad. It was just so disgusting. Wow. Boy, what do you think like, caused that? I have no idea. I think it was honestly something hormonal because for girls a lot, especially with bodybuilding, when you get to a lean, super lean point, You stop getting your period, so like I hadn't gotten that since early September. Mm -hmm. So and I just got it back now. (laughs) Oh yeah, it takes time. It
0: takes a lot of time for. Oh yeah, it takes so much
1: time. It fucks your body up, like that's for sure. But um,
0: I'm glad you're touching on that too because not enough people talk about that either. There's definitely a a downside to getting too lean.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of downsides. Like it's not like like you said. Like it's not that hard of a thing if you have the dedication, you can do it. Yeah, but um. At the same time, it is really fucking hard on your brain and on your body. Uh-huh. And that's why everyone's always like, oh, like you shouldn't do that. And like, oh, you need to eat. Like in my family and like friends <laughs> are like, dude, you look like you were dying. And I'm like, yeah, I know because I was <laughs> Like, yeah, you're literally starving yourself.
0: <laughs> average people just want to understand why, you know, people like us would want to do it. And I get that because it, it really doesn't make sense. It's kind of dumb. Like but, uh you know, it's something that we we really enjoy at the same time. It gives you some, it, that sense of accomplishment that you get from, like, winning uh, uh, with your team for whatever sport you're playing. It's, it's the same kind of feeling.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, super cool to see, like, your body change and be like, wow, like, I fucking did that. Like, look yeah. at me. Like, look what I did. Like, yeah. you have to, I always say you have to be a little bit of a narcissist if you want to go into bodybuilding because you have to critique yourself and you have to look at yourself a lot. Uh-huh. So, like that's another big thing too is like you can't like hate yourself (laughs) if you want to do it
0: how do you feel about uh how body dysmorphia ties into bodybuilding and such
1: (laughs) oh it was terrible honestly (laughs) um like especially in the spring given that it was like my first prep and i didn't really know like what was going to happen or like how Mm -hmm. quickly changes would take place or how slowly they would for that matter um like literally every weekend because i was still down at kent then because coronavirus hadn't happened Uh and i would come up to cleveland 40 minutes away every weekend to see my boyfriend and work up here because i worked in cleveland and it was closer than kent Mm
2: -hmm. and like
1: every weekend he would tell me like wow like you're getting thinner and thinner and like i can feel like when he like hugs me he can like feel the changes and like but in my mind i was still like i don't have abs i'm fat yeah i'm not in shape like i look terrible i was yeah. like i think i look like a dick right now like i look awful and he's like dude like you're literally so skinny and yeah. i'm like nope not thin enough like no <laughs> and yep. like especially this time like now i'm back up to like a normal weight and like i'll be like damn i look fat and he's like no you look normal <laughs> yep. and i'm like wow he's right and then, I and look then looking
0: back at old pictures you're like damn i look great right but you don't, you don't like acknowledge it when you're actually looking like that at the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, I was so skinny. I looked so good. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck did I ever think I didn't for? (laughs) Yeah. It's like very weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if if you're the same way, but for me, it's like, I I guess I kind of acknowledge that I'm leaner, but at the same time, I'm just like, oh, I could do better than this. I could do better than this. Like you kind of, you feel good and you know that you like look good, but you don't you it's just also not good enough it's yeah i think most people feel like that who who do you know, this kind of stuff
1: yeah especially competitively like it's just oh yeah it's yeah. a lot it fucks with your brain that's for sure like you have to be like i my first coach that i used for my first prep he would always say like physically like you can be strong like yeah whatever but like you have to be mentally strong enough for this sport yeah like you just have to like he was always talking about like it's okay to have breakdowns like in prep because everyone does like it fucks <laughs> with your head like a lot yeah. and I only had like one like panic attack in the spring and it was like at four weeks out and so that was pretty good I definitely struggled a lot more mentally this time mm-hmm. just because I gained so much weight in quarantine and I had lost a lot of muscle because gyms weren't open yeah so I was like in my own head a lot, like, I'm not going to be lean enough, which I wasn't. And that's why I got second call outs. But like, at the same time, I was like, the shape I brought was a lot better. And like my proportion wise was a lot better. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it definitely is a big mental thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, we didn't really get to touch on this too much yet. But how did uh, switching to a plant based diet? What was the differences you noticed there?
1: Um, yeah, so like in general, or just like for prep? I would say
0: both. So if you want to start with like just in general, and then like maybe with your off season, and then maybe um, kind of if you notice anything health wise or energy wise, yeah. and then touch on maybe the contest prep.
1: Um, yeah, okay. So I switched over in April, um, just because I moved my, my boyfriend Joe, he's been vegan for two years now. Okay. So I moved in with him when quarantine started. And I wanted to go out of the house as little as possible. So I basically just switched over for convenience at first. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I can just go out of the house once a week, get all of our groceries for both of us and we'll be good. Yeah. Um. So I just did it for that. And I had always tried like vegan foods when we were out at places like eating dinner. And we would always go to dinner places that either were fully vegan or Mm -hmm. were like had options. And I would always try heads and like them. So I was like, okay, why not? This could be fun. Mm -hmm. Um. And I never really ate meat other than like chicken fish and eggs beforehand anyway Uh like the typical like bodybuilders chicken egg whites and all that fun stuff so I was like okay like this won't be that hard and she's always made my stomach hurt anyway Mm -hmm. so um feeling wise I don't like get constipated from food anymore which is super nice like vegetables really clear you out like that's for damn sure right just more fiber right exactly the amount of fiber I'm eating now compared to beforehand which Mm. was basically none I'm thinking because I ate a lot of carbs a lot of carbs but um Yeah, those first two weeks, though, switching over to vegan, the the vegan shits are no joke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The veggie shits, like, it was so bad. (laughs) It was, like, for two and a half weeks, and I was just like, when is this going to (laughs) stop?
0: Yeah, your body has to, like, adjust to all that fiber you suddenly start taking in.
1: Yeah, it was very angry for a minute. But But, it does um, get
0: better after a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, so, like, I switched over, like... 420 actually (laughs) why because I had my last high meal (laughs) and I had chicken wings and I got an actual like shoulder joint in like my chicken wing and there was Uh a foot in it Oh! and I was just like after that I was like I don't need chicken I'm good
0: did that so that was kind of like at the point where you're almost you're mentally maybe switching over a little bit and then that kind of just broke you
1: yeah, I had basically phased <laughs> out all of my most of my food that like wasn't vegan, and I was like basically as soon as yeah. I finish this bag of like frozen tilapia from Aldi, I'm just gonna uh-huh. completely do it. Hello. Um, and so I had my chicken wings, and then after that, the next day, I was just like, okay, I'm throwing out everything else I have. I was yeah. like, no, I'm over this. I was like, this is pretty fucking disgusting. I'm good so now. <laughs>
0: how do you feel about the learning curve in terms of like tracking macros and such?
1: Mm-hmm there wasn't really one. Cause I've been tracking for a while and I do it pretty religiously. Yeah. And I just like have this method where I either go in my app the night before uh-huh. or I go in like that morning, like right when I wake up and I track out everything for the day, all at once
2: okay. yeah. just so
1: it's like a lot quicker and it saves me time. So that way I just have my numbers in and I just have to follow the numbers and weigh it all out when I eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it really wasn't hard. It was just figuring out like, portion wise, like what was going to work because like you can have like 150 grams of broccoli Mm -hmm. and it's like 40 calories Mm -hmm. versus where if I would eat like uh, potatoes and like chicken, it would be completely different.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. What about for protein? Did you already know pretty much where you should get your protein from at the very beginning?
1: Um, Joe always laughs at me because he's like, you're lucky you have it like this vegan culture currently and all this stuff that's available to yeah. you now because when he switched over even two years ago all there was was diet cheese and like mm-hmm. nothing fancy like they have now things um, change
0: really quickly it's really yeah
1: nuts. it's gotten popular very quickly it's like oh, a yeah. trend, trendy yeah. thing now to be vegan yeah. which is nice now for him and me because we can eat wherever we want, <laughs> but
0: oh yeah, it's it's so much easier to eat out too. That's a great, <laughs> I know
1: he's always like, you're so lucky. He's like, you switched over to be vegan when it was cool for everyone. And I was like, yeah, I know it's going to get um, even
0: cooler probably based on the trend we're going at.
1: Oh yeah. Like even in Cleveland, like there's tons of vegan places right now that have all opened like either the last 10 years, like, and have been here for a while or like uh-huh. within the last year they've opened up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh what was the question so like oh, for your,
0: so you kind of talked about like general health and kind of like general switching but um did you just kind of be, just keep eating just kind of, kind of like keep hitting your macros i guess and that was really it there was no difference in terms of anything else did you find um, it more difficult to hit your macros anyway
1: at first okay i didn't have trouble with it until i went into prep because yeah. as well like a lot of vegan meats are like ridiculously high in sodium yeah like like bardine beef crumbles is like 540 milligrams which is absolutely absurd and that amount of salt was really fucking me up in the beginning of prep and that's why I wasn't leaning out and we realized um yeah I was holding a ton of water yeah that's why at like mm, it was like mid-august I think we realized how much sodium I was consuming in a day which was at close to 2000 milligrams in a day which was ridiculous that's Um, pretty
0: standard for most that's pretty low for most people actually
1: i for people yeah but like not on prep when you're on prep you're under 500 milligrams a day
0: that's crazy low yeah
1: so i had to figure that out and get that down so for a while i was literally i would go to trader joe's and get their high protein tofu Mm -hmm. and i would literally just buy 10 blocks at a time and freeze them and i would literally every single meal i would just eat protein tofu and then like these black bean noodles that have really good macros on them
0: yeah, uh, the explore cuisine ones or whatever yeah, those, are dope. those are insane they're a godsend honestly.
1: i know i found those at giant eagle in like the gluten-free section and i was like 23 grams of protein in a serving i was like, yeah it's oh, insane Lord.
0: it's a yeah, so godsend I, if you're trying to eat really low calories
1: i was literally eating three meals a day just of tofu black bean noodles and nutritional yeast for a while it was bad pretty good it was, but I was like, I didn't know like what other protein sources there were because uh-huh. I didn't know about vital wheat gluten yet. And I didn't know mm-hmm. about, I post about it on my Instagram story a lot. It's the Anthony's textured vegetable protein. Yeah. Get in like a giant bag off of Amazon. That's basically yep. dehydrated beef crumbles.
0: And that's really low sodium too, right? They it has no part. sodium. No, okay, that's good. Yeah, it has
1: none at all, so that's dope. But I didn't really find that until the end of my prep when even that was too many carbs for me to have. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was literally just eating fucking tofu. Um, but <laughs> now... Tofu, now tofu
0: like, has a decent amount of carbs, isn't it? Even the super high, firm, like the super firm one? Compared to
1: seitan, tofu? at least? Um, no, not, not too much. It has more fat than anything.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, tofu has a lot of fat, but um i tried making seitan and i couldn't because of all the flavorings in it were a ton of sodium so i tried to make it without those and just use saltless seasonings instead and it tasted like battery acid so i threw it away (laughs) no it was like terrible like my mom i had to bake it at my mom's house because our oven here doesn't work and she like took a little chunk of it and like almost threw up and i was like jeez i was like maybe it's just because she's not vegan and she like doesn't know but no it just tasted really bad
0: yeah you (laughs) kind of have to add the seasoning
1: yeah, it was a bad thing. So I definitely need to retry that soon with all the seasonings. Actually, my friend that isn't vegan that I just lifted with a couple weeks ago, she's mm. kind of just sick of meat. So she's been trying, like, I've been sending her a lot of, like, um, vegan, like, the fit vegan chef, Natalie Matthews.
0: Yeah, she's the one that was coached by Paul Ravelia,
1: right? Yeah, she is po- coached by Paul Revella, yeah. Um, okay. She's on Pro Physique or whatever the team is.
0: Um she's looked fucking nuts. Like I just saw her compete recently. She looked insane.
1: Yeah, she's a pro. She's like super shredded all the time. Um, yeah,
0: that, that's that's kind of who you're talking about. Like with uh like how the hell do they stay so lean? It's nuts.
1: I mean, when you're at that level, you're getting paid to be lean. So like you have to. Like that's, that's like your
2: job. job, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's literally your job. So like you either stay lean or you don't place and so you lose your sponsorships.
0: <laughs> that's a great point. Very Which good point.
1: Terrifying, honestly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've used a lot of her recipes. And I had my friend that's not vegan try the seitan chicken nugget recipe. Mm-hmm. And she made it with pickle juice instead of water. And she said they tasted like Chick-fil-A nuggets. And I was uh, like...
0: Wait, what recipe
1: was it? It was her seitan lupini bean chicken nugget recipe. Oh, wow. With pickle juice? She, yeah. she Instead of using water, she used I think she used half pickle juice, half water instead of just water for it it
0: actually sounds bomb i kind of want to try that she said it
1: tastes, yeah she said it tasted like chick-fil-a chicken nuggets and i was like oh god damn i need to try that yeah like, that sounds amazing but again my <laughs> oven doesn't work so i can't yet but um uh yeah so oh no did your computer just die? <laughs> oh, no.
0: yeah um but um what's like yeah. an average day of eating look like for you at least right now
1: um right like, what now, are some
0: staple meals that you like
1: I eat basically the same veggies every day. Um right now it's all zucchini and squash and butternut squash, mm-hmm. um broccoli, asparagus, cauliflower. Um yeah, those are my like main veggies I eat every day. Mm-hmm. Um I go to the grocery store cuz like, our gym is right behind a giant eagle. So I just stop there like after the gym like three times a week to get more veggies cuz that's how quickly we go through them. Yeah. Um so it's a I'll lot have, of veggies. Like, Tons, so much sure. veggies. Like you get, you get sick of it sometimes. But I use, we use a lot of different like cool seasonings and like mm-hmm. sauces, especially now that I can have salt again. Yeah, so it's like, always nice a little bit. Yeah, but um. So in the morning, right now, I'm at 1950 calories a day right now, so I'm getting close to like bulking level calories, which is fun. Uh-huh. But in the morning, I'll have like Ezekiel toast with like avocado.
0: I love that stuff.
1: Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so expensive though. I wish it wasn't. It so is expensive. expensive it is yeah but um i'll have that with avocado on it Mm -hmm. and then i'll have um like an extra like low carb like pita or tortilla or something and i'll put Mm -hmm. like just to get like something sweet like i'll put like vegan cream cheese and then the aldi like salted caramel like dessert hummus over top of it and it's really good
2: good.
1: oh it's delicious and then i'll just like roll that up and then i'll have like a protein mug cake or like waffles or like mm-hmm. savory waffles with like beef crumbles and like peppers in them and stuff like that mm-hmm. as like a snack. <laughs> and then I'll have my like big lunch with either the textured vegetable protein or tofu. Um, and I'll do like loaded salads and like shit mm-hmm. like that with like a fuck ton of veggies on them. And then dinner, like, I try to save my carbs for later in the day just so I can have like pasta for dinner if I want yeah. to. So I'll have like either like red lentil penne like pasta mm-hmm. or regular pasta or just stuff like that for Mm -hmm. dinner. And if I have more protein (laughs) to for the day, I'll just have like vital wheat gluten, those air fryer cinnamon balls that I make all the time.
2: Air fryer
0: cinnamon balls with vital wheat gluten?
1: Yeah. I literally just take like forty grams of vital wheat gluten and mix it with water, stevia, baking soda, baking powder, um, and like those uh skinny mixes like coffee syrups to just like flavor it. Oh wow. I just make, like, dough balls out of them, put them in the yeah. air fryer, and they make, like, doughy little, like, balls.
0: Does it taste like Satan?
1: No, it tastes like a cake.
0: <laughs> oh, you got to send me that recipe. Holy it's shit. It's on what? my Instagram. <laughs>
1: it's, like, on one of my highlights. Oh, really? Yeah, it's on my – let me look.
0: I got to check that out. That sounds amazing.
1: Let me check. It is my – yeah, it's under the highlight that says recipes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that sounds awesome. I hate when uh, you know, you get through your whole day of eating and you're like, damn, I need like 20 grams of protein still. And you just mm-hmm. don't feel like eating that. So yeah, it's like a dessert. Just, it's perfect for like an end of the day thing.
1: Exactly. And i that's another thing. Like I found the vital wheat gluten stuff. I bought that in order to make the seitan, but realized that I couldn't because of all the sodium. So I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. what can I do with just the vital wheat gluten? Because the macros on this are amazing. Yeah. So I would literally eat those for like breakfast and for like my nighttime like protein yeah for like the last like a month straight of prep mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like my show day snack <laughs> but yeah they're super good super I'm gonna
0: good. have to make that for sure because that sounds oh, amazing yeah.
1: highly recommend
0: um so what, what about like your your training um how what is what do you have like a normal training kind of uh like what program do you usually kind of do or how do you structure your programs or do you usually have a coach
2: or
1: what? um in the spring, I like paid for a coach just because uh-huh. I wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. And I hadn't done, I didn't know anything about like prep. So I was just like, yeah, I'll hire someone.
2: Was that so for prep? Had,
1: what? Yeah, was that for prep? prep. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. And I worked with him from, his name is Tim. He was really cool. Um, I'm just poor. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I worked with him from either September or October of last year mm-hmm. until April. And then I just didn't have a job and I didn't have money. So, and it was quarantine. So I just didn't have him as coach anymore. And then for my prep this time, um, one of my friends, that's a personal trainer. He basically did my whole prep for me for free. And he was also going to do the same show as me, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but um, he had to pull out the day before because he um, pinched a nerve in his back and couldn't walk at all.
0: Oh, it fucking sucks. I, I deal with the back injury stuff. It's terrible
1: it sucks too because he probably would have won the men's physique overall too really really, yeah he was really dialed in like very like shreddy like at Uh six weeks out he was like ridiculously like veiny and like just very very lean wow but yeah he hurt himself so he had to pull out but he basically did his whole prep himself and he did my whole prep himself i just kind of like and he gave me like what macros to meet i just Mm -hmm. did like what foods I needed and stuff like that. So it was very much a trial and error thing just because I'm vegan and he's not. Okay. So he was like, he was like, I wish you would eat some fucking eggs. And I was like, no, Yeah. I was like, no, he, would be like, he was like, this would be so much easier if you would just eat eggs. And I was like, no, well, that's lame. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so yeah, but it was, it was like a little different. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, okay. So my prep in the spring, he did it in a way where I cut down super, super early and then had to maintain for like the last four weeks. Yeah. Um, and then this time my cut down was very slow and then very rapid the last four weeks. Mm -hmm. So I felt like absolute garbage, like the last four weeks of this prep and was like super irritable and like hungry and just felt like shit altogether. Uh Like I just didn't have energy to do anything. Um, and then in the spring, like I looked like death because I cut down super early but I was, I felt better the last four weeks compared to this second time around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, and now in off season, my friend that did my prep this time around, he's doing my bulking training. Okay. So yeah, he like gives me my workouts to do and all that.
0: How did your, uh, what kind of, how did your exercises change from when you were cutting like towards the end of your off season versus you know, or towards the edge of your, um, uh... I guess I should say towards the beginning of your uh uh your prep versus like your off season. Um, so I worded that absolutely terribly. I don't know what I was thinking.
1: No, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, I know what you're trying to say. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so prep, it's a lot more um okay, so when you're bulking, you're doing high weight, low rep, um, to build and push water into the muscles. Um when you're on prep, you want more definition work. So you do low weight super super high rep to push the water out of the muscles because the point is to get as lean as possible. So, um like by the time like I was super dialed down like last like 4 to 6 weeks of prep, I was doing like not that big of workouts but like super ridiculously high rep to where I was doing like 20 to 25 reps for everything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And like I did
0: like depletion or something. I see this yeah. is the point where I kind of I I never competed so I never uh, cut sodium
2: or anything like that but um depletion
1: is more like where you're coming up on peak week and Mm -hmm. um you get all of your carbs just like cut down as low as physically possible for like a week just to see how like flat and dried out you can get Uh and then you carb load again that next week when you're on peak week just to fill all your muscles back out so everything Mm -hmm. looks full and like rounded okay so like that's technically what depletion means gotcha but um yeah, but like the high rep, low weight workouts push the water out of the muscles more. Uh-huh. So that's what you get into when you're closer to prep versus now when I'm like almost to bulking. Yeah. Where I'm doing like, I don't know, like sets of four by six, four by eight, like stuff like that. Okay. And when I do get to bulking, like by the end of December, it's going to be like eight sets of three and stuff like that. Uh huh. Just to so like,
2: drink
0: then.
1: Yeah, just okay. to get my strength up as much as possible. And, like, it's crazy how quickly my strength has been going up since prep yeah. ended. Like, my squat, like, I squatted 190 for 5 by 10 the other day. And okay. I was like, wow. if I can do that for 5 by 10 I was like, I can only imagine what I could do for three reps. Like, Yeah, exactly. I was like, over 225, I would think. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm excited to, like, grow and actually, yeah. get, like, build and get big. <laughs>
0: so what exercises are you focus on, focusing on besides squat?
1: Um, I compounds?
0: what a lot of compound lifts.
1: Um, yeah. So my like goal for myself currently is I just want to um get my incline bench to the point where I'm I can do 135 for reps.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I want to be able I want to work on my pull ups a lot because I can't do a pull up yeah. <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> but um, I'm also five ten, so like it's okay. harder for me than it is for like people that are like five one and like have less body weight to pull up with. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. But, um, I'm close. I'm almost there. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Would you ever do a powerlifting competition? All my powerlifting friends are like trying to get me to, but I really just don't want to like not into it. I like like powerlifting lifts and I really like deadlifting now that I like actually get to do it and like try and go heavy with it. Mm. But, um, I just don't think I would want to do that style of lifting and, like, training blocks, how it, like, works with, like, powerlifting and all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just – that's just not something I'm interested in. Like, yeah. I want to get strong, but I also want to stick to the more aesthetic side of competing rather than the strength side. Okay. So. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah only only wondering because uh, I know you said you're f- focusing on squat and, and deadlift, and you said incline bench. And it sounds like your numbers are, are pretty decent. So
1: They're getting there, that's for yeah, sure. that's awesome. <laughs> I and would like to. To be stronger, but that'll that'll take a minute.
0: (laughs) It seems like, you know, like it the the really good bodybuilders and such are also pretty fucking strong too. So I don't know. Yeah,
1: they usually are pushing pretty big numbers. (laughs) Yeah. But um yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm planning on taking at least a year off. So
0: Yeah, just build more muscle. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. See where I can get in a year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, that's awesome. Yes. So um I think that's 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 pretty much everything I really wanted to touch on. Um, is there anything else you'd like to kind of add at the end here? Oh. Uh, any, uh, <laughs> any any uh, finishing messages you
1: feel like you? Um, I'm not really sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you want to compete, be prepared to drop some cash.
2: <laughs> yeah, you that's said it's
0: expensive.
2: Sure. Well, that, that's oh, that so I never expensive. really heard before.
1: Well, oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, the money part is, like, the hardest part of it. Like, I've literally just – and we, of course, we went to New Orleans a month after my competition. So, mm-hmm. like, my bank account has just been very, very slowly, like, recovering ever yeah. since the competition just because it was expensive for one, and then we went out of town, and that was money too. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, be prepared to spend, like, at least 2000 to $2,500 on a competition. So just crazy. between, like, paying – I saved money this time with not paying for a coach but like coaching like it's usually like for 6 months of coaching or for like a prep and like pre prep um it's like $1200 usually um and then but like that's obviously a full nutrition plan like you can talk 24 7 about everything and stuff like that but
0: then you have like the flights and you have uh, the hotels i guess right
1: like if you're not doing like local shows like it gets really expensive really quick like i just saw this girl that's like local to me that's on this like really big like notoriously that's another thing i hate is like really big like teams that are just like super like sorority like and i'm oh yeah i've seen that i'm like no i'm good i'm like i'll stick by myself thanks but um She's on this really, really big team, and she did a showdown in Columbus. And then she did the same show I did. And mm-hmm. then she did one in Orlando and then one in Arizona. And I was like, all over the place. You're younger hey. than me. How do you have money for this? Yeah. <laughs> like, all over the place. And like, the hotel she stayed at in Arizona was like a palace, like a $400 a night hotel. And she was out there. How old is she? Twenty.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe her parents are paying
2: for it or something.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, yeah, like, no shit on her. But like, still, I was like, how do you afford this? I was like, I'm poor. I cannot do that. Yeah. And then, like, on top of it, she had three different suits. Suits are at least three hundred dollars each.
0: <laughs> are they really that expensive?
1: Yeah, like if you buy a suit, like Toxic Angels is the big, big one that a lot yeah. of people buy from, especially the team she's on. They're like they have a partnership with Toxic Angels, they and sure I know those that, much? Suits, that blows my mind. Well, yeah, because they're all handmade, very like wow. specifically, and all the crystals are like put on by hand okay. and like all that. So it's like manpower you're paying for, and just like quality. Yeah, but um, meanwhile,
0: all the guys competing like men's physique are probably buying these they like wear board shorts. Yeah, <laughs> twenty dollar board shorts are less like, like this Walmart. is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like
1: this is so annoying. But yeah.
0: um, there's just huge difference in uh how men and women, you know, like do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but uh, guys like are guys too- have like
0: three in one. Uh, shampoo and stuff
1: (laughs) right precisely precisely it's like so different for men versus women which is another thing that's annoying like you have to have the whole package when you're on stage like you have to have like good hair your tan has to be the perfect tone like your suit has to complement your skin tone and your hair and like your look all together so if you get like the wrong color suit that could affect your judging Mm -hmm. just because of like definition and just like throwing it off yeah um tattoos are another thing like i want a full sleeve and i'm like currently working on it like i have my arm like pretty well started
2: yeah i was
0: actually wondering about that does that make a difference
1: um if they say it shouldn't affect your judging but that's not true and like if you are covered in tattoos and it affects them being able to see like your muscle striations and everything Uh it'll affect it just because like not just because you have tattoos but just because they can't really see like what's there you know yeah yeah So, Would you still get a
0: sleeve
2: because of it?
1: Oh yeah, I'm still getting a sleeve. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like this is a fun thing I do and and I would like to be successful in it, but like I've wanted a sleeve my entire life. This isn't gonna get in the way of that.
0: I just got mine finished, uh, I guess a year and a half ago
1: now. Oh wow, you just got it finished?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well I guess guess it's been a while actually. That's, (laughs) well it feels like this whole year went so quickly,
1: you know? I know, it went
0: fast but slow, it was weird. Yeah. But I I also started it, um, I mean, I started it 10 years ago, so.
1: Oh, wow. For some context,
0: a year and a half. What's that? How old are you? I'm 29.
1: Oh, okay. You're not that old. I I
0: feel feel old, though, so.
1: (laughs) That's what everyone says. I'm the youngest person in our house. My boyfriend's almost 25. His other roommate's 25, and our other roommate's 27. Okay. So I feel like a child being 22 and living here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You did say you just
0: graduated. Right. That
1: makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm young for my grade, too. So I turned 22 in May. So, oh, so it was just
0: your birthday, too. Wow.
1: Yeah, sort of.
0: <laughs> what did you do for uh, your 21st birthday? My
1: that was 23? last year, though, I guess. Huh. Yeah, that was last year. I got alcohol poisoning. It was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, me, too, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was awful. I've never thrown up that much in my entire life. Yeah. But um, I guess this year with quarantine, it was a lot more
0: tame, uh, tame right?
1: right yeah like we didn't really do anything for my birthday this year we were supposed to go to a music festival in columbus for it but obviously yeah. that got canceled mm-hmm. so that did not happen which i'm very sad about because i was gonna see slipknot for the first time and it was gonna be awesome but oh, yeah
2: everything
0: <sighs> everything fell through this whole year but i guess the all world goes. Got canceled yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah um but uh yeah competing is expensive yeah <laughs> it's hard on your brain like if you're not in the right mental state it'll fuck you up worse so don't do it if you can't handle it <laughs> that's my main message
0: <laughs> i think we also covered the reasons why uh people shouldn't do it so that was that was that was a great thing to bring up earlier
1: oh yeah for sure it's it's not for everybody that's for damn sure yeah. certainly like it's a hard thing like I can't tell you how many people are like wow I wish I could compete but I just don't think I could do it I'm like you could if you tried but like that doesn't mean you should
0: yeah you have to really you have to really love it you have to, like you said a little bit uh narcissistic too
1: right exactly <laughs> like you have to have a big like oh I like to look at myself mentality yeah. Yeah. which is another thing that fucks with your brain if you do like gain a lot of weight after a show too because then you just like in quarantine like I hated the way I looked I wouldn't look in the mirror like I just hated it yeah I was like no I'm uncomfortable in my own skin
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how to feel really good even though you know being a higher body fat percentage it's, it's a learned thing I feel like and that, that's yeah. what causes body dysmorphia also
1: right exactly. I definitely have oh yeah for sure I feel like a lot of people that lift in general do Definitely, but, um, definitely yeah I'm a lot more comfortable with myself and the way I look at this way at this point in time than I did in the spring that's just good because a lot of people in quarantine lost weight too just because they didn't eat and they didn't want to
0: yeah so, they either you know, lost it or gained it I mean most people didn't really maintain the same I guess
1: yeah they're already exactly. working out. and yeah. a lot of people I knew kept on prep through quarantine too so, like, I was watching them continue, like, being super restrictive with their calories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And here I am, like, shoving my face with vegan cookie dough.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that probably helped with, uh, helped get through some things, though.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> the cookie dough was great. Went through a couple containers. The and Ben and & Jerry's
0: one? Was it?
1: No, the, uh, the Eat Pastry brand. Yeah, that,
0: that was the second one I was going to guess. That it's good as hell. Good.
1: And his my boyfriend's mother works at Costco, so she gets it for super cheap. So anytime she saw us in quarantine, she would give us a freaking gallon tub of that. And I was like, no, don't give me more of this. I will eat it.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> like, so good though.
1: Oh, it's amazing. It's worth yeah. it. Worth it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs>
0: cool. Cool. Okay, cool. So let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, it's going to be about like an hour here. So, um, where can people find you on, on social media and connect with you? Oh yeah.
1: To? Um, my Instagram is Han Vertal NPC, I think. <laughs> yeah it's hand npc it's that right there
0: sweet okay cool
1: yeah hand virtual npc here i am
0: and is that um, like your only social media thing
1: um that's my lifting page and then okay. if people are interested in my main page it's linked in my bio of that page but i'm trying to focus more on like growing that following as of the time oh i also have a tiktok but i don't really do anything like lifty on there <laughs> do you
0: still post on there
1: uh, sometimes I'm trying to like I had a lot of followers on there well I had a hundred thousand at one point but um I'm now down to like 85,000 just because I quit earlier in the spring just because mm-hmm. I didn't like where the app was going and I wanted to also find a job <laughs> so I was like let me just quit this real quick so do you want
0: to shout that out or, or not really?
1: <laughs> um no I don't <laughs> okay if someone finds me on there cool
0: <laughs> okay cool
1: <laughs> All right, sweet.
0: I guess that's pretty much everything then, unless you want to add anything else. And now I'm good. Sweet. Thanks for having me talk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thanks so much for taking the time. And uh, yeah, that was a great conversation. I think we touched on some really awesome points. So yeah, yeah really sure. great chatting with you, Hannah.
1: Yeah, nice to meet you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the 8th Approach podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't already, it would mean a ton if you gave the podcast a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Player FM, Pinecast, or any other service you're listening to, and subscribe to the Athex Fitness YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook page. Feel free to check out the articles, training and nutrition programs, and merch on AthexFitness.com, and if you like what I'm making, dropping a like, commenting, and sharing would really, really help me out. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.
2: Peace out.